I like that commercial. Can you hear me now? I need to bring that one back. Amen. Are you ready for the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Come on, go ahead. Stand to your feet, if you will. Uh, once again, I do apologize for the heat, but as I said, whenever the weather does any drastic changes, how many know it really changed on us? Uh, it was like freezing, then it got hot today, so uh, they already preset the temperature, so unfortunately, they preset it thinking it was going to be like 25 or 30 degrees outside, and it's really like 55, uh, so y'all going to have to uh, bear with me, so if you need to relax and uh, drink some water, just raise your hands, or usher will give you uh, some water so you can, you'll be all right. Amen. Amen. Uh, turn in your Bibles to Malachi chapter number 1. Malachi chapter 1. Malachi chapter number 1. When you get there, say amen. This will be our foundational text from which we will be reading today. We're going to start in verse number 6. And it reads, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts? To you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar, but say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. But when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Will he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? But now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us while this is being done by your hand. Will he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? Who is there even among you who would shut the doors so that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from your hands. Pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name, this is the moment, Lord, where we position ourselves to hear from you. Father, I pray against every distraction. Lord, I pray, God, that you would open hearts and minds. I pray, God, that you would meet everyone where they are at this particular moment in their lives. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. Your word, Father, is living, is breathing. It is alive today, transforming us, oh God. So I pray right now, Lord God, none of me, all of you, use me, God, for your glory. Father, may I preach, Father God, only that which you have inspired from heaven. And God will give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated in the Lord's presence. We are going to continue our series today entitled Serve. And as we said last week, uh, serve is an acronym, and I think we have that listed for you. I think we have it. Serve is an acronym, and the S stands for sacrificially. This year, we will serve sacrificially. Last week, we talked about that. We concluded that good service is inherently about sacrifice. Everybody say sacrifice. We concluded that true greatness is found in laying down your lives for others. And what we did last week, we actually took a look at the life of Jesus, and we saw 
how that he was consistently always pouring out his life and serving, and because of it, much fruit came back to him. Uh, the E in our acronym, sir, stands for excellence, and this is what we'll focus on today. I'll come back to this. Uh, we will serve with, an excel with, with excellence. The R stands for reaching out. Uh, we were served by reaching out to our community. The V stands for vicinity. How many know that God didn't just put us here so that we can stay here and look cute? Amen. God, God put us here because he wants us to reach the people in our community. And the E stands for expect. Everybody say expect. We will serve and we will expect increase. And this is what we're all about in 2016. And what we said last week, and so some of you weren't here, you might want to uh, just make sure you, you catch up by listening to last week's message. But we said at the beginning uh, that this year God has given us for a theme, serve. We are going to be a church that are going to be, we're going to be on the map this year in 2016. We will be known as a serving church. Everybody say serve. serve. Aren't you excited about that? And so we talked about how we, how we intend to do this. We intend to do this in our public safety sector, social service system, school system. We talked about community events and activities. We talked about partnering with other ministries. And so this is something that we're going to be thriving for and we're going to be really doing this year. We're going to go all in. Everybody say all in. And so it is about serving. And today we want to pick up that second letter in our acronym, uh, that stands for excellence. How many know that our God deserves excellence? Not only does God deserve it, he expects it and he demands it. And this is something that is so important because one of the things I think we got to understand is that we need to prepare ourselves to serve, to understand fully what that means. You know, and, it, and it's funny because one of the things that I have learned is that when you really make a commitment to serving God, that sometimes even though you serve and you put your whole heart into it sometimes, people are not always going to respond the way that you want them to respond. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? You know, uh, a, a few years ago, uh, we had worked, we had partnered with the social services, by the way, and we had several families. Uh, they had given us like, I think, 12 or 15 families that were needy families in the community. And what we did was we, we basically uh, sent out a family, each, a person, a family to go out and to serve those needy families. And afterwards, we had this time of debriefing where we kind of came together and everybody kind of sit there and we just kind of talked about what God did. And let me tell you, the man, that it was amazing, but people came back and people were upset. And they said, I, and I started hearing stuff like, you know, Pastor, those people were ungrateful. Pastor, those people were unthankful. Oh, Pastor, in fact, Pastor, some of those folks that, 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 that was receiving stuff, they had more stuff than me. And, and all of a sudden, man, this thing, the, the attitude of our church completely shifted. And let me tell you why. Because we forgot who we were serving and why we was doing it. How many know the Bible says that we can always be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, knowing that your works are not in vain? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's important that we understand that though we serve people, ultimately we are serving God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because what happens is if you don't learn this principle, if you don't get this down into your spirit, I guarantee you, you will be up and down in your emotions. You'll be mad one day and you'll be unhappy the next because people are always tripping. Can I get an amen? You're always going to get somebody that is not going to respond the right way. Let me, let me tell you something. We're going to go out in the community big time this year. 
But I promise you, every now and then, you're going to run into somebody who don't realize the level of your sacrifice. You're going to have some folks out there that are unthankful. You're going to have some folks out there that are still going to complain. And you have to, listen to me, and you are still called to smile at them. You are still called to look them in the eye and, and say, I love you. Is there anything else I can do for you in Jesus' name? But if your focus is on people, you will get jacked up every single time. And this is what I've seen. I've seen people in the body of Christ. I've seen them get all excited, you know, about serving. And all of a sudden, man, you know, you know I remember we had some, you know, we, we served Mayfest, you know. And, and I mean, no, Mayfest is big. You know, it's our big event. And, you know, and, and sometimes, man, we was giving out hot dogs. and service. Everybody wasn't happy about it. Some people got mad because they wanted three or four hot dogs. Some people get, I mean, we're out there sweating, brothers, sweating, cooking, and I mean, we're, I mean, we're pouring it out, man, and people come up there with an attitude. And if you're not careful, you will get an attitude, too. Who do I, I mean, don't you understand what I'm doing? But how many know that you're called to a higher place? You're called because you've got to understand that you are on a, everybody say assignment. See, when you serve, you serve because you're on an assignment from God. You're not motivated by it, and you're not going to let the actions of others dictate how you respond in any situation. Because whenever you let others do that, then you miss the whole point of doing it in the first place. Some, did, did somebody want to get free today? Because, see, this, this is what God has called us to. And, 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 so, and so we got to be people to understand. And here's, let, me, let me say this. And how many know that, that, that Satan knows how to bring people your way to pluck your last nerve, by the way? <laughs> you, know, you know, if you don't get this thing resolved in your spirit, the enemy is going to send the right person to get you all upset. Now, all of a sudden, you're sitting here serving God. You're supposed to be happy about it. You're supposed to be excited about it. But now you're upset because sister so-and-so got you mad. And the devil knew right at the beginning, oh, just hit her right here. She can't, she can't handle that. He can't handle that. This is why I tell people all the time, and they think I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, you know, I tell you all the time, spend time with the Lord and, and get in his presence every day. Why? Because God prepares you. I, I don't see how Christians, I don't know. I don't know how believers will go two, three, four days and don't spend time. I can't do it because let me, every time I get in the face of God, he readjusts my attitude. He, he positioned me to where I need to be so that I can serve him with honor and distinction. So let's look at a couple of uh, verses. And so three points I want to cover with you today, and I'm going to get you out of here. The first point I want to cover is uh, that in all things, we serve Christ. I want to drive home that point here in a moment. Secondly, I want to talk about how that a poor attitude diminishes our service capacity. And then number three, I want to talk about how that excellent service is really a form of worship. Everybody say worship. Now, Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24, I want you to go ahead and turn there. You have your Bibles. I love this verse. This is a great verse. And it reads, and whatever you do, get this now, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Don't y'all love the Bible? Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. So he's, 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 he's giving us, he's, he's, he's inviting us to think higher, to come to a higher place. For you serve the Lord Christ. 
Now, now let, let's, let's break this down just a little bit. So he says there, and whatever you do. Now, Paul is teeing this up because he's talking about service. He's saying, so whatever you do. Y'all know what whatever mean? Whatever. Y'all got it. Y'all are smart today, I'm telling you. Whatever you do, here's what Paul is saying. Whatever you do, whatever you serve, whether it's in the church, come on, church, whether it's outside the church on your job, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's in the community, how many of you know that you're always serving God? Oh, y'all, 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 y'all not getting this. Because, see, some of us relegate service to what you do on Sunday morning when you come to church. You, you said, that's my service. You, you missed the whole point. The Bible says that we ought to be a living sacrifice. That means every breath that we take, we are serving the king. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, so whatever you do, it doesn't matter. He said, whatever you do, then he takes it a step further. He says, do it heartily. In other words, don't half step. How many know if you're going to serve God, you're either going to serve him or you're not? Go all the way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, put your heart into it. Uh, you know, how many know the right service begins with a right heart? Let me say that again. Right service begins with a right heart. How many know that every attitude is everything to God? Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Yeah. See, this heart thing, see, how many know that, that God sees our heart? See, you can fool me all the time. I mean, I'm pretty easy. If you go home and you're bragging about fooling me, good, great. There ain't nothing to brag about. It's pretty easy. But how many know you can't fool God? How many know God knows your heart? You see, one of the things I've discovered in life, because this, this heart thing is very important, because I think that the struggle that we have a lot of times is right here on the inside. We spend a whole lot of time trying to make people think and see us and perceive us a certain way. But yet on the inside, how many know that we got to allow the Lord to get down and rearrange this? Because if this don't really get changed, how many know he ain't really changed yet? You might be faking it, but you, you know, but you haven't really changed yet. See, one of the things I've discovered in life, listen to this, church. This is something I, I've learned this over 20-something years of walking with the Lord. Listen to this. If there is no movement in your life, if there's no breakthrough, it may not be related to what you are doing on the outside. But what's your heart like on the inside? God sees and rewards us based on the condition of our heart. To drive this point home further, how many know that David wasn't a perfect man? But yet, when the Bible talks about David, God says, David was a man after my what? He said, David, the Bible said that Jesus was set on the throne of David. How many know David murdered? Did he do it? David committed adultery? Did he do it? David deceived? Did he do it? And yet, God said that David's heart was after him. What's the difference between him and Saul? Saul, who had the throne, God has said David's going to be the king. What was the difference? Saul had an evil heart, but David had a heart that was after God. See, one of the things I've discovered in life, that, that, that even if you blow it in life, and all of us blow it sometimes, but if your heart is right, God will still bless you. If your heart is good, if your heart is right, God will still bless you. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? So we, our motives got to be right. You know, you know, you ever try to explain something to somebody and people just can't feel you, they can't get you, you know? Here's, let, me, let me give you a tip. Just stop trying. 
and just live, your, live yourself and just live with yourself in the presence of God and know that God knows your heart. God knows your motives. See, we talk about serving. How I many know God knows why you show up and do what you do? God knows. I mean, listen to me. Don't y'all understand that? I mean, we ain't kidding nobody. How I many you know that God sees the heart? He sees, that's all that. When, when God thinks of you, God, knows, God is not so much concerned about what you're doing on the outside. He's looking at what's on the inside. And so even if it looks good on the outside and we may be thinking, man, they might be boom, 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 boom. God is saying, uh-uh, uh-uh. You remember when, 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 uh, when who was it, uh, Samuel came to find David find, uh, to anoint the next king. You know, Samuel looked at a couple of the boys. He says, he says, oh, surely the anointing of the Lord is on him. Because look at him. By the way, you can't, you can't, nobody's known about the way they look. Trust me. Get over that. So, so, so here, so, so here, so, so, so here, Sam's the Lord, sure. And, and God said, no, no, uh, uh, the one I've called is all the way in the back. You, you got another little, little boy named David covering the sheep. And, he, and, and, and God told Sam, he said, Samuel, you see, man sees on the outside, but God looks at your heart. If you want to get right with God, fix your heart. Some of us haven't been moved in life because we got a heart issue and we haven't figured it out yet. Because you're trying to change on the outside, but you're not allowing the Holy Spirit. Oh, I, I, I'm on my soapbox. Okay, I got to keep going. I, I thought I lost a couple of people. I just got to keep going. The Bible says, sir, sir, serve as unto the Lord. Listen to me. As unto the Lord and not man. See, here's what Paul, Paul understood. See, when you come to a place, when we come to a place where we begin to focus on man who will disappoint you, then if that is the reason, if that is your focus, your service capacity will diminish greatly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Paul understood that. Paul said, listen, when you do what you do, do it as unto the Lord. Understand that, brother, I'm doing, you know, we got one, brother Edwin, he's always saying that, you know, he says all the time, I ain't doing it for you. Yeah, that's like, I mean, if, if, we, may, if, if we want to, something to remember Edwin by, that would be it. I ain't doing this for you. I've heard that like in my sleep. I ain't doing this for you. But some of us, we do do it for other people, and it shows. And how do we know? Because when they tick you off, you're all out of the way. You're all in the flesh. You're all upset. Well, why they all, why they all, they are over here doing what they're supposed to do? Left me all over here by myself. I remember I used to do that when I was when I first came into the kingdom. You know, and I remember we used to come out there. We had, every week we had to clean the church, and, uh, and I, I would come out there and, and you know, and, and, and there, every now and then there would be somebody who didn't show up. Y'all already know what I'm talking about. Somebody who don't do their part. Y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, uh, and and there would be those moments, and uh, you know, and, and it's funny. Because I remember that when it happened, and, and I remember that I would be in the, I would be in the church first lady, and, and I would you know, and I would be serving and complaining the whole time. Man, this don't make no sense. I could have been at the game. I could have been shopping. I could have been having my golfing. I could, you know. And I'm saying, now I'm in the church serving the Lord. Now some of y'all laughing because y'all some of y'all do the same thing. Come on, somebody. Come on, because how many know that we all have the proclivity to forget why we're doing what we're doing? We all have that. And, and so I'm sitting up here. I'm mad, brother, sister. I'm jacked up because I'm here to do this alone. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
Well, Lord, won't you tell Mary to get up and help me? He said, leave the woman alone. Leave the woman alone. You got a problem. Let me know it's about him. For you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the neighbor and say, you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. How many know that every bad attitude, listen to me, listen to this church. This might be a hard pill to swallow, but, but stay with me. Every bad attitude, every wrong response, every bad action, you just offered something to God. Well, pastor, that ain't true. Well, how come when you, if you're a good Christian now, how come when you sin, you run and you first, if you're a good Christian, you want to go talk to God about it? You know why? Because you knew that you're serving God and you're not supposed to be doing that. You remember Joseph, Potiphar's wife? Potiphar's wife tried to say, come lie with me. I mean, just like that, lady, that woman was off the chain. She would lie with me. And you know what Joseph said? Joseph, I can't do this. And not so much to sin against Potiphar. That would have been one thing. He said, but I don't want to do this thing and sin against God. Because he understood that the whole time that he was serving God, he is accountable to God. This is why you got to learn how to control your tongue. Some of us got to learn how to beat that tongue down, baby. Just beat it. Down. Get, get that down, 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 boy. I mean, somewhere I've seen some folks, you ever seen folks get really, really upset? The lift are trembling. But you better run at that moment. Get delivered. <laughs> because here's what I'm trying to let you see. God sees all that. Are you hearing me? God sees our attitude. When we, when we, listen to me. If I get all upset and I decide that I'm going to let Sister Shannon have it, I mean, I just let her, I just let her, Sister Shannon know I would never do that. She already said, oh, no, you're not. Uh, but <laughs> I can preach on that if I want. But, 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 but listen, but if, if, you know, if I did that, I may even feel good on the outside. But, you know, if I got a relationship with God, at some point I'm going to have to get back on my knees. You know, the first thing God's going to bring up, you shouldn't have ran your mouth. Go back and apologize. Because I'm a servant of God first. So my lips, my tongue, my mouth is accountable to him. That's why I just can't let it fly off. That's why I can't just treat people any old kind of way. How many know we are always living in the presence of God? Is anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? So here it brings us to this next, to our foundational text this morning. And here in the book of Malachi, it's a great book. It's a wonderful book. It's a book of an indictment because here we have leaders. How many know leaders are supposed to lead by example? <laughs> so here the priests, they, they kind of fell into this thing whereby they were serving God. So this is our next point. A poor attitude diminishes our quality of service. So here it is that they're supposed to be administering the sacrifices, all right, for the people. And they had gotten to a point that it had just gotten mundane and routine to them. And they began to lose their focus, and they began to just sniff at it. They were serving God in the house, in the temple of God. And their attitude was a poor attitude. Look at what it says in verse number six. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am your father, where is my honor? Y'all hear, 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 hear what God is saying. 
Where is my honor? How many know he's worthy of all praise? Is there anybody greater than our God? Come on, church. Nobody great. Nobody greater. And if I am your master, where is my reverence? How many know God expects his honor? He says, to you priests who despise my name. Oh, Lord, Lord. Where, where did he get that from? You offer defiled food on my altar, but say, but then you say, in what way have we defiled you? We act like we don't know. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. How many know? Lord, say, Lord, help us. See, how many know that God sees our poor service as dishonoring him? Y'all hear that? God sees poor service. It's not so much about the people. You can't even go to God and say, he made me do it. Y'all know, know the first person who tried that was Adam. Well, you know what God said about that? You will still get judged. You're getting yours too. How many know we can't use that as an excuse? How many know you can't use it as an excuse? Oh, they made me. Nobody make you do anything. Y'all don't believe that, do you? Nobody, you respond and you do what you do because you want to do it. Now, 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 maybe that person may have tested you, but the problem is that is something down on the inside of you. How many know that God a lot of times brings people in our lives to fix us? We think sometimes we're supposed to fix people. A lot of times God will bring people in your life to fix you. Have, any, have anybody ever had that revelation? You, you, here you are, you're thinking, man, you're supposed to walk in here and you're supposed to do something. All of a sudden, God flip it on you. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't expect that. You, you, and God reveal you and show you yourself. That's how God does it. Don't I love him? He's good when he does it that way. So, so, so here they go. They, they bring these, these, they just start just going through the motions, you know. And I'm sure that people were getting on their nerve. I'm sure that there were people that was bringing sacrifices that was complaining. I'm sure the whole thing. And, and they just got to a point, they said, I am tired of it. Tired of it. I'm just sick of it. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, and so we you know what they start bringing? They just start bringing anything to God. How many of you know that God will accept nothing from us but our best? The Bible says from the rising of the sun to when the thing goes down, he is to be praised. Understand something. When we're going to offer something to God, you don't come halfway. You don't come a little. In. No, no, no. No, God wants our best. And he knew that the priests weren't doing that. How many know that when we're not bringing God our best, he knows? You know, we're, we're not comfortable, we'll get, we'll, I mean, can we bring it home? I mean, we'll do that, we'll, we'll go through the motion because we've been doing stuff for a while, you know, and we'll just kind of tiptoe and we just kind of go through it and we just do it, you know, and, and, and not really realizing the whole time God is sitting there watching that. And then on the backside of that, we're saying this, Lord, we want your presence. Come on, church. You can't have step with God like that. You can, listen, how I many you know God deserves our best? And he knows it when we're not giving it to him. He knows. And he knew that the priests, they weren't doing it. They were going through the motions. And they said in verse 7, here's what they say in verse 7. They said, the table of the Lord is contemptible. <laughs> you know, in other words, you know what they were saying? They were saying that the table of the Lord is despicable. And you know you're in a bad place when you're serving God. You start talking like that. So how many know because they had a poor attitude, they offered that which was sick, lame, broken? How many know a bad attitude will get you bad service every time? 
Y'all see that, don't you? Go to some of the fast food restaurants. You can always tell the people who don't want to be there. Because their attitude. And usually, bad service is born out of a bad attitude. And a lot of times, what God has to do is he has to adjust our attitude so that that we can learn how to serve with honor and with distinction. So this is what they got. And they said in verse 13, oh, what weariness it is. And they sneered at it. Took it for granted. And look what God says in verse 10. He says, who is there even among you who will shut the doors? How many know what God was really saying? Here's, here's what God's saying. If you're not going to serve me with the right heart and the right attitude, if you're not going to give me your best, here's what God is saying. Shut it down. See, this is why as a pastor, y'all, y'all, y'all got to know me. Listen. This is why I don't believe in giving half-stepping to God in anything. Because when we allow that, then you start messing up my, everybody, listen, everybody get affected by bad service. Come on, somebody. I can't let you mess up my blessing now. Come on. So we got so to bring God the best. See, this is, we, this is why I don't, listen, this is why y'all want to know, this is why my wife would tell you, this is why I don't come to church late. I'm always, when I, was, when I first got saved, we was to get to church, baby, how long? How many hours? I would, an hour before service, and I would sit there. When I served, when I took on a responsibility, I was one of the first ones, and I did it with honor. And I ne- listen to me. And I had, I had to learn it. I will tell you this. I had to learn it. I had to learn not to complain. But I got it. And, and one of the things, listen to me, because I understand that I'm serving God. How many know that if, pres- if we said today, the pre- if you found out, if I say next week, President Barack Obama will be here at 10.30. Half of y'all be here at 7 o'clock. <laughs> hanging outside the door. But do you not know that there's a greater king that is in here every week? Greater than the president. Obama ain't got nothing on this. Not our God. Are you tracking what I'm saying? We'll give more honor to the man, but don't give it to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so we tiptoe. We come in all late. Oh, we just give God hands. You know, we just kind of go through the motion, give God hands. And, and, and then say, God bless it. God ain't going to bless no mess. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He, listen to me, because he's a great God, and a great God deserves the best. Nothing less. So we want to be people that serve with the right attitude because the wrong attitude God would, God would reject the wrong attitude every time, every time. Finally, your excellent service to God is an act of your worship. Look at, um, before I read the verse, can I just say this? This is for free. Because one of the tough things that uh, we encounter all the time is trying to convey to people the worship is not relegated to just standing up, singing a couple of songs, and raising your hands. Worship has to do with, you know, I, I said at the beginning of the service, and I, I had to raise your hands. Worship really means, you want to strip worship down to its core? Worship really means that your life is completely surrendered to him. That's worship. So if somebody don't clap their hand and sing or dance, I ain't mad at them. Because, listen, they can, they can not clap their hand, not dance, but still be worshiping God far better than me on a regular basis. That's why you can't judge people, because you don't know. Are you, are you, are you hear me? Worship 
is, 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 it's about giving everything, giving God everything, your best, laying down your life before him. This is the essence of worship. In Mark chapter 14, this is a beautiful verse. It says, and being in Bethany, this is Mark chapter 14, starting in verse number three. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flax, a very costly, everybody say costly, oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why was this fragrance, this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, watch this church, let her alone. <laughs> Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me, for you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish, you may do to them good. But me, you do not have always. So here's this woman. She comes to Jesus. Now, understand something that, that we believe that what she was bringing to Jesus, that oil that, that she, she anointed his feet with, was worth about a year's wages. In other words, she gave him everything. She gave him her best. And, and you know, and, and, and there were those who sit back and, and, and they criticize. You know, I was, in fact, I was listening the other day. I was listening to a, a, a pastor give a testimony, and he was talking about it's a very large church. In, well, how many know it's an oxymoron because it seems like in Texas, every church is large, if you, you know anything about Texas. I mean, every church, I mean, relatively large. I mean, yeah, this, I mean, it's amazing. But anyway, but this was, a, this was a supersized church in Texas. So I'm listening to this pastor, and they brought a new church building. And the new church building came in around $100 million for them to build this building. Beautiful facility. I am absolutely positively sure that there were some folk who were going there because I know people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, now stay with me for a second. Don't, 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 don't nobody get off right now. Just, just stay with me. I'm sure there were some folk that were, that were there were saying, but Pastor, why are you going to build a, a, a church for $100 million? That money can be given to the poor. That money could be given to, 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 to some orphanage. You know, you can, you can help. Some, I mean, why, why, why do that? But how I many you know, in this particular instance, and I believe that this is relevant, that when you come to God, and the spirit of it is this. Here's, watch this. Let's just lose that example. If those people were thinking, you know what? We want, to make, get, we want to make God's house glorious because he is a great king. He is an awesome king. He is an awesome God. And so if those people got together and they said, Lord, we will sacrifice our money. We will sacrifice time. God, in blood and sweat and tears, we'll do whatever we do because the reason we're doing this, God, is because we believe you deserve our best. If that's the spirit that they did it in, Jesus blessed them. And let me tell you this, because it was the same thing. How many know it ain't nothing changed? You know, the same, the same thing here. What did this lady say? What, what, what did they say? They said, this lady, you could have given this to the poor. And Jesus said, let her alone. Because it's more important to worship me than give to the poor. Y'all, they are not getting that. David built and Solomon built a, a very expensive 
beautiful temple. Why he didn't do it for self-gratification. He did it because he said God deserves nothing but the best. And if your heart is to worship him in that way, God receives it. He says, let her alone. Sometimes we just need to let it alone. Look at the neighbor and say, let it alone. Because you don't understand the heart of why it was done. And if it was done because I love God, I gave him the best part, then how many know God will bless? God will bless you every time you bring him your best and you do it with the right heart, with the right motives. Because he deserves our best. And we want to, we want him to exalt him in that way. Amen? Amen. So, so listen. We're going to be an excellent church. We're, 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 we're a good church. I mean, there's a lot of good things about our church I like. I can sit here and brag on you all day. But how do you know that God is taking us to a higher level? He's going to put us on the map in ways that we, this is going to be the year when Foundation Church break out. Y'all not get, come on, Ray, come on, lift your hand if you believe it. Because, listen, some of you, are, we're going to be calling. I mean, I, I was praying about this yesterday. I'm going to assemble together a team of people that's going to be specifically looking for opportunities in our community to serve. Just to be a blessing to people. Just to go out of the way. And, and some of you will be called. And listen, and I, I said before, if you're going to serve with excellence, we don't want you coming out being, oh, but I'm, I'm only here because the pastor said come. No, you got to say, I'm here because I know God has need of me. I'm here because I have an opportunity. This is good. Man, I get to serve the king. I get to get out there. I get to get out there and help somebody. I got to dedicate. You know, how many know it's an honor to serve God? So we don't want nobody complaining. We don't want nobody upset about it. We, we, listen, we look at this thing right here that says serve, and we say, bring it on. We're ready to do it. We're ready to take the world for Jesus. Because how many know when we lay down our lives for the cause of Christ, He'll bless us. You don't have to worry about church growth. You don't have to worry about new. Let me tell you something. When people know how much you care, they'll hear what you got to say. So we're going to serve with no strings attached. And we're going to serve with an excellent spirit. And we're going to always be a people that represent our God the way he needs to be represented. If you see that this morning, come on, give Jesus a praise clap. Every head is bowed.